development photographers and videographers. Are you ready to book your dream clients in dream locations with dreamy vendors and dream details? Well, quit dreaming because we're ready to give you the exact strategies on how to do it. Join us for our free class. It's an inside look into our businesses as fully booked photographers and videographers that consistently book in our dream locations with our dream clients. We'll be telling you everything you need to know to get fully booked year round by diversifying your portfolio, up-leveling your customer experience, networking with purpose, and building a business that supports your dream life. We are two fully booked elopement photographers and videographers ready to spill the tea. That's right. We aren't just teaching this stuff. We are actively doing it. Here's just some of what you're going to be learning from the live class. Booking high ticket destination weddings and elopements. Yes, even during a recession. Portfolio building with purpose. How to build a portfolio that books you dream weddings. Nurturing vendor relationships. Getting max returns on your investments. Meaning you'll make the most of every dollar that you spend to grow your business. This class is for you if you value traveling, creativity, and serving the hell out of your clients but you need help making money for a sustainable life and business. You're a photographer or videographer that values traveling, but you don't know how to book destination clients. You're a photographer or videographer who needs help expanding your network, serving other vendors, and building those vendor relationships. You're a photographer or videographer who wants to uplevel your business, but you have fear related to investing money to do so. Whatever your story is, there's space in this free class for you, Thrivers. Make sure you join us live because we are doing something crazy. We've never seen this before and we'll probably never do it again, but you want to show up live to take advantage of this new exciting thing that we're doing for you, Thriver. We can't wait to see you there. See you there. Hello and welcome back to the Montana Diaries podcast. I'm Shayna and I'm so stoked you're here as always. Today's episode is centered around one core principle that I know in my bones is true, and I hope you can internalize. That is, perfectionism will literally ruin your life and business. Fun! (laughs) If you're new here, you should know that there are free creative business resources heading directly to your inbox when you sign up at montanadaries.com slash podcast. There's a form on the podcast page that you can fill out. It takes like two seconds and then all of the freebies that I talk about on the podcast will go directly to your inbox. And I also offer intensive one-on-one business coaching for action takers at montanadiaries.com slash coaching. So yeah, who cares? Let's just jump right into the episode. Hi, I'm Shayna Lloyd, your Montana-based hybrid videographer and photographer for the adventurous and laid back and a business educator for creative entrepreneurs like you. Through my years of creative entrepreneurship, I've leveraged a combination of personal branding, video education, and automated systems to craft a business and life that I love. And I'm passionate about helping others do the same. If you're a creative, if you want to exist as a maker of things rather than as a mindless consumer of things, and if you're figuring out what that means as far as business and money and lifestyle goes, same. You belong here, my friend. Welcome to Montana Diaries, the podcast. excited to do a podcast episode on perfectionism. I 
feel like this topic comes up so much with my coaching students and with the students in my course videography for photographers and I really want to address it today because I am not immune. So a few stories to get us started here so that you know that I know how this feels. I'm not just preaching at you. Um, first, I want to talk about how perfectionism shows up in the creative service side of my work. I'm a photographer and videographer. And an example I always like to give to other photographers and videographers when they're worried about being perfectionist, being perfectionistic and making sure their work is top tier is when I started my business, I would spend so long tweaking the video work I was putting out because I was just a videographer and not a photographer. I would spend hours and hours and hours and days and days and days tweaking these videos and making sure they're perfect. And now I'll pull up those videos and I think they're absolutely the cringiest things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, so with all that said, your standards for what good work are are going to change as you get better and better at your craft so what was perfect for me back then um my standard changed every single year so we have to think about what does perfect even mean uh it's so subjective and it depends on your current level of talent right so Figuring out how to get your work done so that you can move on to the next thing and keep practicing is going to serve you a lot better than getting stuck on perfect while you're in the middle of working on a creative project. And that is to say, I do always, always, always use this example with my students and I encourage them in kind of a tongue in cheek way um, to make them feel good to look back on my YouTube channel to go find the earliest pieces of work they can find and watch them and laugh at them. Um, and remember that that is work as being perfectionistic about. Um, and while I think that's a great exercise, I think it's also kind of a cop-out because it removes me now as a creator. Um, and it sort of gives off the impression that I don't struggle with this anymore, which isn't true. So. A more recent example is I had the opportunity, I was paid to go film a multiple day project that um, in one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen, like I, I can't even explain how incredible it was to work on this. And it was such a huge honor um, to be hired for this project, but it was also for somebody that I really, really respected. And so when it came time to sit down and edit this project, I had this expectation in my head that this had to be the most incredible piece of work I'd ever made. And I wanted this client and friend to be blown away by the standard of work I, I made for them. Um, this was a recipe for freaking disaster. I was paralyzed every time I tried to edit this project. Um, and it took me months and months and months. Whereas uh, my normal standard of work is to have video projects done within a few weeks. So as you can imagine, uh, the shame just kind of kept building up and spiraling. And 
I kept feeling worse and worse and worse about the project until finally I pulled it up and I gave myself a deadline. This had to be done within the next few days and I whipped it out and I pushed the limits of my storytelling abilities and what I thought I could do creatively and I tried new things and I pushed myself to be creative with it and to get it done quickly. Um, and it's one of my favorite projects I've ever put out, but my, my perfectionistic tendencies coming back caused me to be paralyzed in fear and procrastinate when really it could have been done a lot sooner and the client I would have been happy to have their project sooner. Um, and to be frank, that's a scary example to say because I, I don't want a client to ever listen and think I'd procrastinate on their project and miss a contracted deadline. Um, it wasn't within my normal scope of work. So um, no, no, no contracts were violated. <laughs> um, and the next example I want to give you is my first course I ever made videography for photographers. I agonized over making this course. I, I, had, um, I had this idea in my head of how I wanted to serve my students and how I wanted to give them every bit of knowledge I have and to prove how smart I am and how good at business I am. Uh, to make it super long because I thought having more lessons meant more value and I, uh, I wrote the longest, most boring course to ever exist and it wasn't branded, it wasn't with my new branding yet so it was very, very ugly but I agonized over every color and font decision too and so me worrying about these details and worrying about the, over worrying about the content and the quantity um, of content in this course, um, that's perfectionism. But I, once I finally got that course out, then I was able to get real students in there, get their feedback, see where they were getting stuck, seeing what their questions were. And then version two, I was able to refine it. Um, so all that is to say is sometimes just putting something out there imperfect and messy can lead you to figuring out how it actually needs to be in order to have the greatest impact. And then the next version of that thing will be way, 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 way easier to make because you're orienting it towards people's actual needs and wants. So my standard of perfection with this thing I'd never made before, the course, it, it didn't make any sense. I had nothing to compare it to. I wasn't serving actual real people yet. So there's just another example of how perfectionism was not serving me in that case. And I advocate now for messy action, um, just for doing the thing. And then you can make it better later. Finally, um, this, I, I have a specific example in my mind of a business owner I know, but this applies to a lot of people. It's just kind of an extreme example. Um, this creative business owner is so talented, um, so lovely, makes people feel so, so good. The product is insanely good, but their perfectionism holds them back from consistently updating their website and social media platforms. So when I go to try to refer people to this person, 
they see um, a pretty rudimentary website with very little effort put in. Um, and effort doesn't mean design, it just means uh, communicating your offering value to people and consistently updating it. And um, they have three posts on their social media um, and they never, ever, ever post to serve their audience. So when you might hear Miles, he's starting to wake up. I'm just going to finish this thought before I feed him. But when I go to refer this person to my clients, um, it's, it's tough to communicate their value because this person um, is too scared and too perfectionistic with their posts to show up online. So... Um, perfectionism isn't serving this person because it looks like they're inactive and like they're a new business because they're so worried about the aesthetic and uh, the quality of their content not matching up to what's in their head. Okay, I picked up baby. He's eating. You might hear eating noises for the rest of this podcast. But I wanted to share those three examples, those three stories, to orient you in this conversation on perfectionism. So when we're implementing a solution for this problem, we have to think about what does perfect even mean? That word is so subjective, as you can see from those examples, based on where you are in your life and business and creative journey. Um, You can have an idea in your head of what perfect means and no actual way of matching up to it. And your, your definition can and should evolve as you evolve, um, even replacing the word perfect with a quality. Your standards for quality are going to evolve as you evolve. As creatives, I am willing to bet that you, as a creative, you have really, really good taste. But... It might be frustrating if your level of talent at this moment doesn't measure up to the really good taste you have. Um, Ira Glass talks about this as being the gap. So I'm gonna read you this quote by Ira so that um, you can kind of understand what I'm talking about when I talk about the gap between taste versus talent. Ira says, nobody tells this to people who are beginners. I wish someone told me. All of us who do creative work, we get into it because we have good taste, but there is a gap. For the first couple of years you make stuff, it's just not that good. It's trying to be good, it has potential, but it's not. But your taste, the thing that got you into the game, that's still killer. And your taste is why your work disappoints you. A lot of people never get past this phase. They quit. Most people I know who do interesting creative work went through years of this. We know our work doesn't have the special thing that we want it to have. And if you just start out or if you're still in this phase, you have to know it's normal. And the most important thing you can do is a lot of work. Put yourself on a deadline so every day you'll finish one story. Shay, again, uh, this is about writers, but it still applies. It is only by going through a volume of work that you will close that gap and your work will be as good as your ambitions. And I took longer to figure out how to do this than anyone I've ever met. It's going to take a while. It's normal to take a while. You've just got to fight your way through. Ugh, how good is that? So think about it. Can your current skill level even get you to perfect? Probably not. And I have to say this too. 
perfectionism, perfectionism, that thing you're hiding behind, it's just fear and it's procrastination and it is not getting you any closer to your ultimate goal. The anecdote to perfectionism is messy action. And to that, I want to segue into this idea. Done is better than good. Done is better than good is the phrase at the top of every journal entry I've ever had, every blank page, every project. That's because I was lucky enough at the age of 20 to discover Liz Gilbert on a trip to New York when I was in college. Um, I discovered her book, Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear. And since then, I've consumed probably every single piece of writing and piece of content she's ever created. I talk about her way too much on this podcast. She's one of the thinkers (laughs) that I've allowed um, in my brain to teach me how to think. Um, So done is better than good. This is an excerpt from a blog post she wrote on this very topic. My mother's motto. I've shared the expression done is better than good before when talking about how perfectionism can murder creativity. I always credit my mother with teaching me this important lesson that it's better to have something completed than something immaculate. In my family, we applied this motto to everything in our lives. As my mother always joked, I get the dishes done faster than anyone in this house. Just don't look at them too closely when I'm finished. The notion of done is better than good has guided me in my writing life for years. Most of all, when I was struggling to write my first novel, which has tear stains on every page because I was insecure back then about my work. There were many times when I wanted to quit because the writing was simply not as good as I wanted it to be. But I remember one particular day fighting back against my frustration with a fierce resolve saying to myself, I will finish this book no matter what it takes because I would rather publish a mediocre novel than go to my grave with 50 pages of an unfinished manuscript hidden in the back of my desk drawer. Everyone I know has 50 pages of an unfinished book in their life and I will not be that person. And if critics don't like what I wrote, they can write their own damn book. So I finished, good enough. Even with the signature of all things, which I loved writing and felt I had finally earned the chops to write, there are still flaws in that novel. I know exactly what those flaws are, but I decided not to struggle and waste time fixing them all because it would slow down my life too much and perhaps even interfere with the flow of the story, which has its own energy. Think of it like a carpenter looking at the house he has just built built and noticing that the foundation's two inches crooked on one side. Could he tear down the whole house and start again, make it perfect? Sure, but he could also decide it's good enough. The roof is sound. The slight tilt is part of the structure's particular charm. Let's move on and build the next house. That was Miles burping while I read. I don't want to spend my life fussing over making any one thing absolutely perfect, whatever perfection means anyhow. I want to make as many things as I can, taking on as many projects as I can possibly tackle. Each one exciting, each one good enough, each one done to make room for the next and the next and the next. That was Liz Gilbert. 
Okay, friends, that's what I have for you in this episode. I really, really, really hope you'll leave this episode with a new perspective on perfectionism and you'll like knock it off (laughs) and just take some sort of messy action today. Just make something, literally anything. DM me on Instagram at Shayna underscore Lloyd and tell me your thoughts or better yet, head over to the Montana Diaries podcast Facebook group, make your own post about your thoughts on this episode and your thoughts as you go through the freebie that you snagged in the show notes. Also, if you need a business coach (laughs) and you're an action taker, then I might be the right fit for you. So head over to montanadiaries.com slash coaching to apply and other in-person education info can be found at montanadiaries.com slash content slash days dash days. That link's a nightmare. I need to stop sharing it. It's in the show notes. If you loved this episode, then please share it to your Instagram story. Tag me at Shana underscore Lloyd so I can say thank you. Leave your honest review on your favorite podcast platform. I really want to chart with this podcast this year. I need your help with your reviews and with you sharing these episodes. Let me know what you want to hear too so I can serve you the best I possibly can. I'll catch you next time. Thank you as always. Bye. Hey Thrivers, we're so excited to announce our May workshop on May 22nd on the Oregon coast. This is not just a styled elopement shoot. This is content for your portfolio. This is implementation for how to use the content. This is creative community. This is up-leveling your business with practicing with hybrid shooting photo and video, if that's your jam. I'm Danielle, I'm an SEO and blogging expert and the owner of Defy Creative Co. And I would love to have you come join us so you can learn how to rank on Google and book all your dream weddings on the coast. can't wait to meet you at an incredible cabin in Tillamook, Oregon, and then end the shoot on the Oregon coast before tons of implementation time. Let's talk about the vibe for the style a little bit. So the vision for the Oregon coast, think really like flowy, earthy, simple sea grasses instead of major florals, pretty natural and true to the elements, Ah, ceramic, organic. My God, it's going to be good. Hey friends, I'm Maddie, a personal branding photographer for creatives. I will be there getting all the BT content, all the behind the scenes photo and video, plus headshots to help you with marketing post content day. You'll be getting raws and edited from Devin and Shay. Tickets are available now, so snag them before they're gone. We can't wait to see you there.